This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a new episode of Who's There? <laughs> That's all I got. Is that good? <laughs> no, it's great. This is the post-Teen Choice Awards episode of Who's There? Oh boy, what a fallout. <laughs> what a fallout. I'm still reeling from it. Just kidding, I didn't watch any of it. Did you watch any of it? Of I didn't course watch any of it. I didn't watch the Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> I was saving up all my stamina for the back-to-back two-hour-long episodes of Bachelor in Paradise that aired this week. I still can't believe it's it's two days in a row. Two days, two hours each. <laughs> How was last night? Have a they addressed freaking uh, the Demario stuff? They addressed it in the most uncomfortable way. I can't even explain to you. It, was it ever going to not be uncomfortable? Well, it was just, it wasn't even, so they had the wedding of the two that got engaged last year. They had their wedding. So that was the first basically hour of the show was their wedding. So you're like, this is so uncomfortable because we're heading towards this cliffhanger moment from last week where production was shut down so right they get married you see kind of like the success of bachelor in paradise juxtaposed with then you see them all return to paradise i think this was about a week after production shut down that's what they implied and Mm -hmm. chris harrison sits them down like he's their dad like he's their gym teacher and he literally talks about the issue but doesn't actually say what happened so if you didn't know what actually happened you would have to google it which is even crazier. They don't actually address what happened because I don't want, I don't think they want to state whether something happened or not. Warner Brothers hired an outside firm to look into everything that supposedly happened here. They looked at all the video footage. They concluded that there was no evidence of misconduct by cast on the set. How does... Uh, like, what language does he use? He just like, says... Like, when describing the incident. He's like, something happened. You all know. We had to shut down production. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Uh, what do you... You know, wh- how do you feel about it? He said... He asked about race. He said, does race play an issue? And no one said anything. And then some guy was like, yeah. And they were all like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was so weird. Do you think race played a part in this? Unfortunately, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. We didn't think she did anything wrong, and neither did Demario. They basically were, like, very concerned about people slandering Demario, even though they fe- they spent all of the last episode slandering them himself because he showed up and they were all like, oh, he's the guy who had the girlfriend before. So they didn't even like him anyways. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they were like, Jesus. oh, you know, uh, we're worried about the slandering. And also people in the media, it was all about the media. The people in the media think that we're all puppets and that we don't have our mind of our own and da-da-da, but we're friends with the crew. We're friends with everyone. It's like... I'm sorry. Yes, you do have a lot of your own decision-making abilities, but if you think the crew and the producers are your friends, you're a freaking psycho. You're a psycho. That's why. I mean, that's what Ashley told us in the interview, that they befriended the producers. Yeah, and that's what they want you to think, that they're actually friends with you. And then, oh my God. And then he goes, he goes, does everybody here um, know what consent is? What is consent? When can you give consent? And then they had to literally answer it like they were in a sex ed class. It was so freaking wild. How do you know when someone has given consent 
when you are getting intimate with somebody? Verbal consent is like the best way to know that someone's giving consent. So if somebody's passed out, unresponsive, can they give consent? No. No. If somebody's drunk, can they give consent? Not to make light of the situation, but it's like alcohol clouds your judgment, but you can give consent. I was like, this is psycho. And then at the end, he was like, Chris Harrison was like, now I'm going to ask you one by one if you want to continue this. If the majority of people don't want to do this, we'll shut the show down, which is like insane because clearly they all flew back because they want to be a part of the show. Yeah. And so they go one by one. And they're like, yes, I want to be here. Yes, I want to be here. It was... God, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. So... That's wild. Bad. It was so weird and that bad. That show needs to die. I that mean, show needs to die. I know. It's such a good show, but it needs to die. This is... It's been... It's enough. I just... I still cannot believe that they, like, skirted over this issue with no, with no problem. I mean, I think also ABC must be so confident in the investigation they did that nothing's going to happen because that's kind of what they were resting this entire thing on was like we did our own investigation with an independent uh source and we found nothing so you know whatever i don't like that it was very weird and very bad and very uncomfortable and then it went back to the show anyways i guess i guess let's just get to the calls we don't have any commentary this week which is good or if we did we had some we get calls people call in but we don't always play the commentary (laughs) but um nothing nothing uh nothing we want to play this week let's just get to the calls nothing we want to play listen nothing we want to play listen hi Lindsay and bobby uh i am calling uh to find out some information about this social media star gianluca vaki um he i follow him on instagram and he's like this older white haired italian dude who does like speedo dance videos on his yacht and on private planes and wherever he goes because he's like this crazy billionaire and he has over 11 million Instagram followers, but I have zero clue as to why he does or how he got this many. I don't know what he does for a living. It looks like now he's kind of a DJ, but I, I don't think that's how he got famous originally. And then I think I saw some article on the Daily Mail about his yacht getting seized. But on his Instagram, he's still on private jets and yachts. Who the fuck is this guy? And why am I so addicted at looking at his videos and pictures, too? Um, good for him, Bella Thorne. Thanks. Who is he? Well, well, you're obsessed with looking at his Instagrams because they're insane and captivating. And he lives life like he's in Ibiza all the time. He's a rich guy. But no matter where he is, he lives like he's in Ibiza. What? He's a rich guy. He's a rich guy. It's one of those, remember Igor Tarabasov? Yeah. Remember him? And now he was like a vague billionaire. Of course. Son of like a rich Russian person. But when you actually looked into who the family was, like it was really hard to find anything. That's sort of how it goes down when you look up why Gianni, uh, was that his name? Gianni? No, G- no, Gianluca Vaki. Why Gianluca Vaki is is rich, and you you really don't find much of anything. But then, when I was on um, GQ UK, I was reading an article about him from last year, and back when he only had eight million Instagram followers, wow. now he has eleven million Instagram followers. He is allegedly the son of a billionaire from Bologna. Yeah. But 
it's again you don't get his name you don't get the the, the father's name and it's impo- i tried to find the father's name couldn't find it it says uh it's all so vague Italian billionaire from Bologna who made his money designing and manufacturing machines used for packing vehicles, pharmaceuticals, and food production. Hmm. The son's supposed to be worth 350 million pounds. He owned a company called Toy Watch and then sold it. And then get this, this is crazy. He was allegedly involved in the Parlamont scandal, which led to the collapse of one of the country's biggest dairy companies. Mm. So I looked at the Parlamont scandal, and it's this big dairy company. It didn't collapse, so I don't really understand what they're saying. There was a big scandal in the early 2000s that involved some of the high-up people being involved in money laundering. What? Um, and then the guy who was high up got 10 years in prison for fraud. Um, <laughs> but nowhere in this story do you see anything about the Vakis. So I don't know. He's a vaguely rich European guy. Right. Just goes around the world and now he's a DJ and he's always on his private plane and he's always on a yacht and he's always hanging out with celebrities, um, including Zac Efron who he's been friends with for years. Well, that's what recently he was recently, I mean like a year ago, maybe he was in the news, this guy for hosting Zac Efron at his like palatial estate or whatever in, in Europe Mm. on his yacht or something. And I think it was Zac Efron and Michelle Rodriguez was there too, for some reason. Yeah. It was when they were dating briefly. When they were, yes. yes, When they were dating. Exactly. Dating. So it's like, I remember when I saw those photos of um, Zac Efron on the horse with, Gianluca I was like whoa what's he doing with Zac Efron then I realized I'd seen those photos before but I never gave the other guy much consideration um but now that guy come to find out is actually someone and is interesting it's one of those things and I think it's just a category of European rich person you just can't find anything about his family history and I think that's by design and so maybe it's unfair of me to assume that there's some shady dealings into how his family got this rich I mean, isn't there always shady dealings for rich people, no matter how rich, like, if they're ver- if they're rich above a certain point, something is shady, right? I mean, that's every... Yeah. But I, I think with him, though, it's just, there's a category of socialite, rich socialite, European, American, whatever, that then takes that money and lifestyle and says, oh, I'm going to turn it into a brand, and then I'm going to, like, make more money off, like, my rich lifestyle being appealing. So then he turned, then he, like, went on instagram and now has like this thing where he djs and he does all this different stuff and he promotes uh products and stuff because of the of the lifestyle that he promoted from being rich in the first place does that make sense Mm -hmm. so he's not like famous off instagram he's actually famous because he's rich and people care about rich people Mm -hmm. you know because it's just it's really just the most ostentatious extravagant feed you've ever seen right um because every there and there's it never lets up and no matter what what city he's in he's posing in some like ridiculously opulent like office like on a laptop but then there's gold everywhere how old doesn't matter where he is would you guess he is he's 50 is he he's 50 yeah he just turned 50 interesting it was on his instagram it's like i just turned 50 okay (laughs) um and i love that he has but yeah like and when it comes to branding a lifestyle we mean that very explicitly he uses uh gv lifestyle as his url and his hashtag because it's like this is the this is the aspirational lifestyle he's promoting to everyone like oh my god look how amazing this life is follow me on instagram you'll never believe everything i do in my life and really it's just the same thing every day which is hang out on yachts with his wife dj parties and then go to another beautiful city repeat that's it right no i mean it's it's he's not alone in this 
expression. There's a, so many of these kind of random socialite people that now use Instagram as kind of a place to put like their pictures, but then also create kind of brands around their lives. It's not that crazy, but mm-hmm. like he is very interesting because he kind of is a unusual because he's like a buff Italian tattooed guy, you know, like what's his an his, old buff Italian guy. His look is like a thing. Yeah, he looks like he could be like Gianni Versace's like really buff younger brother or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, But anyway. But I think what's interesting about him is that he fits into a category that we really hadn't talked about anyone who was in yet, which is this like socialite, this like European socialite, uh, like rich person. Mm-hmm. I, he He's not a social media star first he's a social media star secondary first he's just like a very mm-hmm. rich person you know mm-hmm. um who doesn't really and being do a very rich person makes it very easy to get a lot of followers on instagram anyways moving on moving on hi Lindsay and bobby long time first time um i'm i apologize i'm sending this in an email but i'm calling from the uk and i was worried i it would cost me a bunch of money to call you okay so it's one o'clock in the morning i'm lying in bed and i'm losing my damn mind because i just saw on your twitter you retweeted a picture of max and harvey mills at the teen choice awards and i was like those kids look familiar i realized i used to teach those kids so i used to i used to teach um like theater to children on saturdays and i taught them when they were really young and <laughs> I hated them so much. They were so precocious. They were like, they were like professional actors from a really young age. They did West End and stuff. And oh boy, did they know it! Oh, they were so irritating. And I had no idea they were fucking famous. They're like, they have like a book out now and thousands of followers. And they're at the Teen Choice Awards. I don't know how this happened. I really, I haven't seen them in like five years, and now they're famous and so annoying looking. Please enlighten me. How did this happen? What did they do? I I need to know. Thank you so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. Uh, Lindsay, this is all you. This is musically, right? Well, so the Teen Choice Awards aired, as you alluded to previously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wild night in which I didn't watch, but I did follow some of the tweets because how could you not? <laughs> And some of the best (laughs) moments from that show came from these photos of children on the red carpet. (laughs) Children you've never heard of your entire life. Um, My God. And uh, anytime I saw, I saw like a few different people that I just was like, no one's ever going to know who these are. These are really funny. So I retweeted them into Who Weekly's account. And one of them was these two kids just named Max and Harvey. And it was like, Max and Harvey are here. It's like, who the fuck are Max and Harvey? And it was these two like teens are essentially. And so I guess uh, this caller taught them and now they are famous, quote unquote, famous musers. Uh, which means they are popular on the uh, Musical.ly network, which, if you recall, is the lip-syncing app. And Teen Choice Awards has an award for Best Muser, and they weren't nominated, which is even funnier. But they (laughs) they (laughs) came to the awards, and I put um, two funny Instagrams in there for Bobby for you to click on. 
um, I thought you would enjoy oh, I click. them. One was they have a book, which is hilarious to me. It's just Max cool. and Harvey in a book. Like, what's so rude this... to be mean to kids, but it's like these two are gonna, they just look like they're gonna grow up to be the most like piece of shit adults <laughs> in the whole world. Like, that pose of them on the book, like they're gonna be fucking monsters. What could Absolute even monsters. be in this book is my like main question. What is in this book? First of all, yeah, and I don't understand. Like this guy said that they they they've been trained like performers from a young age. They performed on West End doing God knows what. Maybe they were in Matilda, but <laughs> I don't. It's worth it's worth repeating that musically is a lip syncing app. So they became famous on a platform in which they're not even singing. Which is why it's so, so fascinating when musically stars break into music. Cause you're like, Yeah, hmm. so it's like <laughs> I don't know what's going on because I'm looking at their Instagram. Of course I was digging through even more of their Instagram and I see that they're going on like a mini tour. Same guys. They're going uh, on a meet and greet tour it's a meet and greet but do they do anything do they perform at it because they're going to be at the knitting factory in brooklyn or they just were well i told you about this this is like this is um this is like cameron dallas's first when he started um it's not called maga it's called like something that sounds like maga meet and greet tour mag and mag whatever meet and greet tour whatever it's called they, it's a tour based around meet and greets. So basically stuff happens on stage, but not really. It's just kind of like a distraction. And then essentially kids are there to line up and take photos with these stars who don't really do anything. This is so wild. And the cunt and the but do are they are they gonna try to parlay this into an actual singing career? Clearly. And it's crazy that their management company is called Fandom. Yes. Fandom management. There is a whole oh, uh, so there's a whole um industry around fandoms, whether they're for people who do something that you can actually sell or they just sell themselves. You know? You but they are they do sing. They have a music video. One more day in love. You're like five. Okay. You can't this is you're aging yourself right now. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I mean, this worked for Justin Bieber. I shouldn't. I shouldn't roll my eyes at it. As our There's caller mentioned, they are trained. <laughs> they are trained. He was their teacher. He trained them. So honestly, thank you so much, caller, for training these two uh, demons for <laughs> for their life as celebrities. Um, without this caller, we wouldn't be talking about them now. Um, also, I just wanted you to note, do you remember when we were looking at the Teen Choice nominees and it was um, all of the Pretty Little Liars and then Bella Thorne in one category, like every <laughs> single liar? <laughs> well, Bella Thorne did All of the Pretty Little Liars <laughs> and then Bella Thorne. I will say congratulations to to Lucy Hale, the literally probably the most recognizable name of all the liars who beat Bella Thorne and the rest of her cast for choice drama TV actress. Yeah, congrats to her. I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to tell Ashley, Sasha, Shay, or Troy in a part. So maybe that's what the uh, voters <laughs> I didn't even thought. know someone named Sasha was on Pretty Little Liars. But you know what? Who cares? The show is over. So we're going to move on. The show is over and so is this call. Next call. Oh, yikes. Brooklyn Beckham and Taylor Brinkley-Cook are going to be classmates at Parsons, the new school for design this fall. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yesterday, I was bringing up not Sailor Brinkley Cook, her older sister, her older Alexa Ray Joel. Alexa Ray Joel. <laughs> <laughs> the reasons I was bringing her up are not important, but every time I'd bring her up, Lindsay was would get like more and more annoyed and be like, "Why are you bringing her up? Will you please stop talking about Alexa Ray Joel?" Every five minutes, you would just be like, "What about Alexa Ray Joel?" It's like, "Why are you? <laughs> why do you keep on bringing her up?" I wasn't even trying to be an asshole. I was. I was like, it, she made sense in our conversation. I was like, "But what about Alexa Ray Joel?" I was like, "What about um, her?" Lindsay is very resistant to Alexa Ray Joel. And these two, Brooklyn Beckham, son of Victoria and David. And Sailor Brinkley Cook, daughter of Christy Brinkley and some guy. <laughs> I forget which guy. One of her husbands. Some guy. Um, are going to be classmates at Parsons New School for Design this fall. Which is, seems like it's true. So I, I'm assuming that Brooklyn Beckham, that whatever, Sailor Moon Cook, what's her name? Sailor, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Sailor Moon Fry. Sailor, Sailor Brinkley, Brinkley Cook, Cook will probably go into like fashion design i would assume right i mean i just love parsons is such a like vague just new york city does like design school like a creative school to go to but i don't think you can deny that like i'm sure a lot of you parsons students and parsons grads will agree that you know plenty of people who went there and didn't do shit and they graduated anyway i mean i just feel like new york city has a bunch of schools that are kind of like this i will say fit comes to mind as one of them where you can do many different big and small things there and i think a lot of like Mm -hmm. famous or people if they want to start a fashion line will say like i'm gonna like study at fit and then live my dream and it's like what are you doing at fit just because it's called fit (laughs) anyways I know plenty of people who went to FIT and none of them went into fashion design, by the way. Right, because it's not just – right, exactly. No, that's – but that makes sense, though. um, Brooklyn Beckham, however, (laughs) I think I know what he will do there and he will study photography. Hopefully he will get better at it. Uh, Oh, right, because he loves photography. (laughs) Have you seen his his photography book? No. He has a book already? Lindsay, of course he has a book. He released a book called – I think it's called As I See It. Let me confirm, let me confirm, but I want to read. His book is called What I See. I haven't, I haven't, I should go to the bookstore and open it up and like flip through it. Although it might be one of those photography books that's covered in plastic wrap. But a Twitter user who has been retweeted 11,000 times named Alice Jones got a copy of it and was flipping through it. And it's sort of like the Kim Kardashian selfie book. But even though Kim's self captions weren't always good, at least it was a photo of Kim. So it was just like inherently kind of funny and cheeky and whatever fun to look at yeah these are photos of anything brooklyn beckham has seen like it could be a garbage dump the selfie book isn't a a, a book about how good she is as a photographer it's that she kind of pioneered this concept of like a vanity of selfies yeah of a selfie yes vanity shot and she performative vanity right and so she's her book was funny and good oh i love it's like her book was amazing and funny and good and this is stupid but listen, these are my these are the two photos that show up whenever you Google it, because I guess people haven't really cared enough to buy it and look through the other captions, but these are the two that show up everywhere because they're from this one tweet. One is a photo of an elephant, a silhouette of an elephant, presumably in Africa. Pres- and then presumably. it's a silhouette. Oh yeah, it's in Kenya. Okay, yeah, right. He says it. The caption. Elephants in Kenya. So hard to photograph, but incredible to see. Okay, right. We're talking about like teenage wisdom. 
Moving on, a very, very blurry photo of some sort of gala dinner, like a long, long, long table of a dinner at an event. Dinner, period. I like this picture. It's out of focus, but you can tell there's a lot going on. Right? Like, this is the kind of photography you're going to get in this book that I'm sure his parents paid to have him publish. Being a photographer is such a good job, fake job, real job, fake job for a celebrity child. Think about it. Because... All oh, yeah. you and, need is and he'll access. Get work out of this, too. Yeah, all you need is access and good equipment to fake being a good photographer. Sorry, good yeah. photographers. Of course, no shade to real photographers. This is not about you. No. This is about celebrities who just have the resources to fake it. Right. And it's such a good cover for just doing something when you don't really have to do anything in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Oh, he's a photographer. Genius. Anyway, they're gonna be they're gonna be classmates. I'm sure we'll see that they're dating soon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they make a good pair, honestly. Why not? He dated Chloe Grace Moretz for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's gonna date a. You already forgot her name. I already forgot her name. <laughs> hey, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, this is Claire. Uh, last week, I found a hat that says "Executive Producer Dick Wolf" on it, and I, of course, bought it. And I've been wearing it about, and lots of people have been like, "That hat is so great." Um, because everybody fucking knows who Jeff Wolf is without thinking. Everybody knows who he is, so he's a them, but like, I have no idea what this man looks like. So, can you be a them if nobody knows what you look like? Um, and I was very high, and the only first other person I could think of that would be similar would be Delilah from <laughs> the, like, soft morning or soft, I guess, at night, like a DJ show. Um, but I couldn't think of anybody else who's like in that category. So I guess it's a two-parter. Can a them be a them if we don't know what they look like? And who else has this affliction? Um, good point, though. What do you think? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Oh, um, wow. Because we always say that one of the key characteristics of a who is that you can, like, maybe picture them but you can't play you can't name their job Uh and i feel like the opposite the opposite must be true if we say it's if we say one version of that is true then we have to say the flip of it is true i'm just saying this for consistency but what if you can hear their voice but you can't think of who they are like a okay so you're talking about delilah can't hear you can't do it for dick wolf yeah i think he i think he would have to be called a who with them name recognition right and so would delilah right interesting I was going to say yes, but you make a good argument. Also, I feel like Dick Wolf is not hooey in any way. He's just prestige. So if anything, he would be right, like a Right, and them. he doesn't – it's just a name. <laughs> right. It's just a name. You're right. He might not even – he might not be – because you have to behave like a who to actually be called a who. I mean, and he that is in the all. truest form of our definition of who, which we yeah, waver from sometimes, He doesn't behave. No. And there's no discernible behavior. There's no real – I mean, I think he's in a weird gray area. Yeah. If I had to choose between who or them and you put my uh, feet to the flame, I would choose who. But really, he's neither. But I mean, I know people in Hollywood probably respect him and know him. He created like one of the longest running shows and with amazing, with all these franchises and da da da. But like to the general public, he's, you know, his name is Dick Wolf. And they see, you know, and that's funny. Yeah. 
But who else? Who else is there besides the first name that came to mind? Besides Delilah and Dick Wolf, it was a fictional person, which was Charlie from Charlie's Angels. Well, what about um, like? But like I can't think of J.K. Rowling. I mean, could you like? I know that people do know what she oh, looks yeah. like. No, but... I, she's she's such a them. I know what she looks like. Okay, so she's a them, and you do okay. I just she's a public figure. She's around a lot. She loves being okay. interviewed. I'm thinking of like other authors who you might not know what they look like, or other like. I guess we're such a visual culture, though, that you usually do know what people look like. And if you don't know what they look like, you can find out, meaning that it's not like these people are – it's not like Dick Wolf is, like, hiding. It's you. If you Google him, you can find yeah, out what he looks like. You just don't see him, his face that often on television, you know, so he's not that – because he's not that hooey. And I think actually what you're saying about authors is really good because it's like E.L. James. You could be a best-selling author where everyone knows your books or at least the book's name and your name. Um, if they haven't read your books, and still be relatively anonymous. I think it's like E.L. James and what's her name from Hungry Games? Suzanne Collins. Right. Well, because you're, I think it's you're easy not, to be... your face is not required in what you do to be. For the job. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, That's a hard one because it's a visual, being a who was such a visual thing because you're promoting but again, the image. I would, it's hard to call someone a who if they don't act like one. So that's where I will just ultimately end up. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, so listen, I'm watching the Today Show, and on it right now, <clears throat> on it right now as a guest is Rachel Lee Cook, who uh, was the girl from She's All That. And honestly, I'm kind of appalled that I haven't been keeping up with her since then. But anyway, she's on the Today Show because she's plugging uh, a film on the Hallmark Channel that premieres this Monday. Um, it's called uh, uh, Summer in the Vineyard. Um, and first of all, I just, I didn't know that like you went on, you know, like promo tours for Hallmark movies. Like I, I'm, you know, kind of surprised. Like after Googling, I found out this is like maybe a sequel or a prequel to a last year's movie called Autumn in the Vineyard. Um, anyway, I was just like really shocked that I hadn't been keeping up with Rachel Lee Cook. And I was wondering if there's anything else that I should have been paying attention to that she's been up to, or if she's like, you know, going the way of Lacey Chabert, which, like, God bless her. And, yeah, anyway, uh, good form, Bella Thorne. I don't. Bobby. I don't know. Can you tell me, what, like, what you found when you were looking at the Today Show clip that this caller is referring to? Oh. Okay, so I was watching the Today Show clip, because Today puts all of their clips online, thank God. Um, I used to watch Today every morning, but I haven't watched it in a while, a few months. Wow. So when Lindsay was watching the clip, she was like, what's Jenna Bush doing there? And I'm like, Jenna Bush is there all the fucking time. She's so irritating. Bobby's so jaded about Jenna Bush being on the Today Show. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She's so awful. She's so, so awful on television. And yet she has this job. It's it's nepotism. It's just like Billy Bush. Anyway, so Rachel Lee Cook went on to promote this Hallmark Channel thing for a second. I thought the call. Well, the caller was like, oh, why? Why? Why are Hallmark Channels doing this? Why is Hallmark Channel promoting their movies like this? And I assumed it was because Hallmark Channel was owned by NBC Universal because they are the most like incestuous show where they only where they spend like eighty percent of their show promoting things also owned by NBC Universal on Today Show. It's truly bonkers when you actually look at the breakdown of the people who are on the show are all part of the NBC Universal family. Yes, it's yes. all for self promotion. Yes. Anyway, Good Morning America is guilty of this too. Um, but it turns out that. Hallmark Channel is owned by NBC Universal outside the United States, but not in the United States. So I guess maybe there's something there, but who cares? Not the point. This is such point a is, you tangent. Um, I was trying way. to look for an answer for the callers. 
I was just trying to answer the call as question because I, I thought I had an answer, I and I'm not sure I do. You're but such a media they conspiracy are owned by NBC theorist. Universal. <laughs> Whatever. This isn't a conspiracy. Listen. Listen. Um, so I started watching the Today Show clip, and it starts with a really dull, 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 dull clip from her new movie, Summer in the Vineyard, it's, which is a sequel to it's a, sequel. a movie called Autumn in the Vineyard. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> It's sequel to Autumn in the Vineyard, the iconic uh, other movie about the vineyard. <laughs> the iconic Autumn in the during Vineyard. During a season. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, I cannot wait for fall and winter in the vineyard also. I don't know if you know. That reminds me of a very good Golden Girls joke where oh, God. Rose starts Rose starts painting uh-huh. her hometown of St. Olaf. And she paints um, summer in St. Olaf, winter in St. Olaf, and spring in St. Olaf. And this like artist shows up or this museum curator is there and he's like why haven't you fainted the fall of saint olaf and and rose goes because it hasn't happened yet <laughs> anyway great a great joke. a great line great joe so you watch this clip and it's sort of boring it's whatever it's hallmark i haven't watched a hallmark movie in so long but this honestly made me want to watch both autumn and summer in the vineyard after it ends the host on today not i think it was savannah She's like, oh, today we have, in 1999, she starred in the iconic teen film, She's All That. And then she says, it's the rudest thing. She goes, more recently, she starred in Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Listeners, Josie and the Pussycats came out in 2001. <laughs> so rude. In the 1999 film, She's All That, and more recently, Josie and the Pussycats. So basically, today's show researchers did the exact amount of work as you did, Caller, in researching (laughs) Rachel Lee Cook. (laughs) Rachel Lee Cook has done other things. I mean, to be fair, not 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 as notable as those things. She She was on Psych for two seasons. Now we see. Okay, now we see why they stopped at Josie and the Pussycats. But she's been in okay, other TV movies and other, you know, whatever. She was a voice. She really in a video took the Lacey game. Chabert journey. She took the Lacey Chabert journey. She's still on the Lacey Chabert journey. <laughs> it must be solid work because these movie channels, I think, get pretty decent ratings in like the cable spectrum, like Hallmark Channel and Lifetime Movie Network. Um, I think they do pretty well, and that's like a like a oh, totally. predominantly like women who women who are home are a really huge viewing audience. That's why soap operas and daytime television exist. So I'm sure it's the exact same formula, only like oh, movies yeah. instead of whatever. No shame in the game. So they need people. No shame in the game. Make no, the no money. No shame at all. Get the sequel. Um, I've always thought one of my uh, a dream job of mine. Uh, one of my many. I have so many dream jobs. One of them is to just like. Be someone who writes TV rom-coms yeah, for my entire life. Yeah, like, yeah. write, like, six a year. Just why not? Just, just write as just many as possible. Just churn them out as they come to you. It'd be so much fun. You could be write so reliable. Summer like, at the Vineyard and Spring at the Vineyard. I, write, I don't want to take someone else's IP, Lindsay. I want to develop my own IP. <laughs> did you see the clip, though, where they were – did you see what the clip was that they showed? Because it was really funny. They're like – Oh, where they're looking at the sandwich board? They're like – now that we like, it's like <laughs> now that we've come together, I think I, they're both the sons and the son and daughter of rival vineyards or something. So like now that uh-huh. we're like in love and together, we should talk about something other than wine. And then they like they're like, let's get ice cream. And then the the board says like Chardonnay ice cream, Merlot Chardonnay ice cream. Ice cream. 
and they're like, oh, never mind. And then the Today Show hosts like giggle. Oh, this is so great. I laugh. One of them lies and says that they loved Autumn in the Vineyard. I don't believe it. I laughed a lot. Um, I will. I promise you, you have my solemn vow. I will watch Autumn in the Vineyard before we record Monday's episode. No, you won't. Um, I can't wait to watch it. You uh, will not do it. Listeners, you will not do call it. Me out on it. And I now what sucks is like, you, I probably I have to it. watch it because I need to prove that you didn't watch it because you're not. And I have a more likely chance of watching I it. I will fucking watch it. What I will also say is that Rachel Lee Cook looks nothing like herself in either promotional photography for Summer in the Vineyard or promotional photography for Autumn in the Vineyard. And you're like, who the hell is this? But then when you watch the clips, she looks the same. She looks amazing. And she looks great. She looks not a day older than when she smashed that uh, frying pan on the egg against drugs. Remember that iconic <laughs> commercial? No drugs. Yes, everyone remembers. She just did a follow-up to that, too. Oh, right. No one cared. We talked about The this. Today Show should have mentioned. <laughs> Well, it More happened. recently, she started a follow-up to the iconic anti-drug commercial, blah, blah, blah. So is there anything else to say about this? Live she TV really hasn't done anything else. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I don't know. We don't need to really catch you up on her story because honestly, she did those things. Then she was in a bunch of like random TV and shows, guest spots. She did a lot of video game voices. Now, now she is in Hallmark movies. And I will say, and I want to reiterate, this seems like a great gig for any actor. No shame. In the to be someone game. that the Hallmark Channel will call to just continue being in movies, great. That sounds wonderful. Yep, sounds good. Jealous, honestly. We're both jealous. <sighs> Please, I would love that. That's so. That's so amazing. You can um, are we it done to life? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are done. So thank you to all the callers for calling in. We love all of your calls. We really do. Just, I mean, I know we say this all the time. It's like we're mom and dad right now, but your calls—they're so special. We love them. They're so um, special and. What ends up on the show is not even a big piece. It's such a small piece of the amazing phone calls that we get. And we listen to all of them. Yes. And thank you to everyone who's bought tickets to our two New York City shows at the Bell House. There are still tickets available for the 1030 show, which is the one right after the one that sold out very quickly. Humble (laughs) brag. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little different yeah. Again, I think we mentioned it's going to be a little spicier, a little, a little, a little naughtier, a little, can you... a little sexier, not sexier. There's no way. Who Weekly has never been sexy? <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Naughtier um, is a good way to we're say gonna it. Do, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do you right. Okay. We're going to, we're going to have a good time. Late night. And thank you. T- and thank you to everyone who keeps rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We will see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. I will watch Autumn in the Vineyard before we record Monday's episode. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>